Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 15th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PO Plus? No? Get out of here. This is just for PO Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Michael Walker dominated the Yankees yesterday. Seven innings of zero and runs to its one walk and nine Ks. Earned himself a King Cole with a 37% CSW, 18 whiffs as well. He dominated. He really did. I uh, This was location central. <laughs> Sorry, he, he spotted his pitches really well. Change-ups and four-seamers and cutters. It's possible he can continue doing this, um, and he does get the Orioles next. I think I'm okay with it. This is the most excited I've been about Michael Waka all season long. Blake Snell also dominated 24 whiffs, earning himself a gallows pole against the Nationals. Six innings, zero and runs, three hits, zero walks, and 10 Ks. His four-seamer was glorious in just two change-ups. Yep, this is, uh, this is the stretch that I've been waiting for with Blake Snell. Uh, I happened, it started happening around the end of July, mid end of July, and Boy, is it wonderful to see. Keep starting at Blake Snell. Hope it just carries through to the end of the year. Christian Javier did what he was supposed to do against the Athletics. Fastball command was a little bit lower than I'd want it to, but it's all right. It's against the Athletics, and he got himself a win in zero and runs in six innings. Brady Singer against the Dodgers. I did not want to start him here because I see him as a cherry bomb, and the Dodgers can mess guys up. Six innings, zero and runs, one hit, three walks, and seven strikeouts. His sinker earned nine whiffs in this one, which is insane. 41% CSW as he had 10 whiffs on the slider for those 19 whiffs, 34% CSW. Uh, is he a cherry bomb or is he more than that at this point? I think you're going to start him against the Rays. So, all right, uh, we're going to do that one. I still have my concerns about Brady Singer because I don't ultimately feel he's that different um, than the bad self, right? Uh, there are days when all of a sudden his stuff just plays up and he hits his locations and things are good. But there are days that he just loses batters. I mean, he still had three walks here. And his sinker is more hittable. So I'm not quite sold that all of a sudden his sinker is this way different pitch now. And that his slider can always be located where it was yesterday. But, alright, you keep starting Brady Singer. I'm sorry for all the Debbie Downer stuff. It's just, yeah, there isn't that much different. And that's usually what happens is... I need to see something dramatically different for me to change uh, what we've seen for a long time. Um, Braxton Garrett against the Atlanta Braves. Six innings, zero runs, five hits, three walks, and two strikeouts. He kept a slider down. 42% CSW on that one. Four seamers were spotted up. Sinkers were arm side. Yeah, this this worked. And I'm glad to see that as a southpaw. He did well against Atlanta. I guess the Dodgers next, though. I don't really think I'm going to do that one. Chris Bassett now has three straight games of shutout baseball. Uh, five innings, zero in runs, four hits, two walks, and five Ks. He's the 327 ERA. Arguably, he deserves an AGA label more so than Kevin Gaussman does. So we'll get to that later. But it's really nice to see Chris Bassett blossom. Uh, Jameson Tyone against the Red Sox. Seven innings, three in runs, six hits, zero walks, and four strikeouts. I think he pitched pretty well, honestly. He had a two-run shot against uh, Devers. Reverse that. Devers had a two-run shot against Tyone. And he also had a um, double from Fam in the beginning of the game with two grounders to get the other run. 
Only a 19% CSW, but I did actually like the shape of his slider in this one. And he gets the Jays next, which isn't favorable whatsoever, but there is a shot that he does get a quality start. Drew Rasmussen went eight innings of perfection, and then he allowed a hit in the first batter against the, in the ninth against the Orioles. 8.1 innings, one run, one hit, one, zero walks, and seven strikeouts. It was really nice to see. I mean, this was the best command I've seen all year. Yes, better than the cutter and slider approach that I saw earlier this season. Um, really, really nice. Um, cutters and sliders were down. Actually, really, cutters were down. Four seamers were wonderfully up. And the slider is actually not very good. It was just kind of around. Um, it gets the Royals next, so we're going to start Rasmussen there. Bryce Elder. Uh, the whole weekend with the, the Atlanta starters against the Marlins. Uh, really, Kyle Wright, Ian Anderson, and Bryce Elder went Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Jake Odorizzi on Friday. Jake Odorizzi, not as much, not as celebratory, but the other three are all back in the minors now. And they all dominated against the Marlins. Uh, Elder went seven innings, one run, three hits, three walks, ten strikeouts. This is a blame it on the Marlins. He did avoid the hard the plate with all this stuff. But yeah, he is not this good. You don't need to hold on in 12 teamers. Because yeah, he has a four, they have a four rotation. Elder is not above Muller or Ian Anderson. Martin Perez went against the Mariners. Seven strikeouts, six innings, one earned run. Nine base runners, though. Five walks. And I think that's a product of his changeup not being nearly as good um, as we've seen. Just a 7% CSW. It was not precisely placed down and arm side. Now, I've seen that all year. It's really been the sinker and the cutter coming back over the middle of the plate that has given him any sort of issues. This was different. He gets the twins now. I'm a little bit worried. But then again, one start without the slow ball does not mean all of a sudden he's on the descent. So hopefully he does get that back. Miles Michaelis is not inside, of course. And what do you know? Eight innings, two and runs, four hits, zero walks, six Ks against Milwaukee. Only three whiffs because, you know, uh, whatever. But yeah, he keeps starting Michaelis. Shane Bieber, same thing. Uh, Ace is going to ace against the Jays. Seven innings, two and runs, eight hits, zero walks, and six Ks. 93 on the fastball, y'all. Not 90.6 as we saw in April and May. Nope. 93. It's about dang time. So... His curveball wasn't very good, one out of nine whiffs, but with that better fastball, it does make him less susceptible to the floor, which is great news because he really hasn't even shown his floor much either, and now it's a lower chance of that showing up. So that's great. I hope that sticks around. Aaron Ashby against the Cardinals, uh, six innings, two runs, three hits, two walks, and five Ks. He almost got a King Cole here with 35% CSW, partially due to his changeup. Just being in the zone, pretty hittable, but just being in the zone and the Cardinals not being able to do anything of it with it. And he got a good amount of strengths with his slider. Um, the sinker command was actually pretty cool going arm side more and not necessarily just down, but just arm side middle, which is nice because that means he's going to be, he's jamming guys essentially left. He's doing that. And that's what I want to see. Uh, Tucker Dev- Davidson went against the twins and I've been saying that Tucker Davidson is this kind of sneaky guy. Um, eventually for the Angels, did not want this one against the Twins, but what do you know? You got to win six innings and two and runs and four hits and one walk and three Ks. Love to see that. That's cool. I uh, he gets another Twins uh, D, and then uh, I'm sorry, he doesn't. He just got one. <laughs> I apologize. He goes against the Tigers next. Tucker Davidson might be a sneaky stream there. Lance Lynn against the Tigers. Speaking of which, six innings, two and runs, five hits, zero walks, and seven Ks. Wonderful. Got the win. But I want better than a three ERA. I don't know. I'm just saying Lance Lance, the Tigers should be able to do better than that. But 20 whiffs. This heater was the 93, 94. That's what you want to see. Good stuff from Lance Lynn. I want to get a little bit more excited. But yeah, I feel good about Lance Lynn right now. Alex Wood went against the Pirates. Had a bad inning. Allowed three and runs. 
But six innings, five hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts. I mean, that's a one whip and nine strikeouts. You're super happy with this. He also went super heavy on the slider. Over 50% usage here. Earning him 13 whiffs on it. It's a good pitch. He does get cores next, and then it gets the twins. So, yeah, don't want to stick around with that one, sadly. Logan Gilbert against the Texas Rangers. Six innings, three earned runs, five hits, four walks, and five Ks. VPQS is a very poor quality start. Um, it's exactly a 4.5 ERA, 4.5 ERA with a 1.5 whip in six innings. Exactly. Ah, you know, you, you know this by now. Logan Gilbert doesn't have exceptional secondary pitches, and I don't expect them to develop. Tyler Anderson against the Royals also, or nearly a very poor quality start. Six innings, three and runs, seven hits, one walk, and four Ks. A little annoying that he does this against the Royals after being such a magical addition to your team this year. But yeah, you got to keep starting him. Tommy Henry and Coors somehow did not the worst thing ever, but all right. Uh, Tyler Alexander against the White Sox, don't really care. Chris Archer against the Angels only went four innings, so you don't care. Paulo Espino is up to 109 pitches uh, against the Padres. You don't care about this now, but later on, he will get a stream, and I'm sure it will be bad, but I'm going to be looking forward to that day. And Maybe Espino will be the stream pick of the day. It's it's kind of become a joke at this point, and I'm really excited for it because I'm stupid like that. Jordan Lyles was our stream pick of the day against the Rays. 4.1 innings of foreign runs. Ugh, five hits, two walks. But he got nine strikeouts, but yeah, that's not enough. Um, that's too bad. Uh, he wasn't a highly touted stream, but still one that I was hoping would come through did not. And he gets the Red Sox next. So I mean, the whip is super high overall. Just don't do it. Keegan Thompson, this is the floor here. 1.2 innings, four and runs, five base runners, two Ks. He needed 70 pitches for those five outs. This is the floor that we're avoiding. Cole Irvin, we're hoping he would grow his legend here against the Astros. Six innings, five earned runs, eight hits, one walk, and just one strike. How am I going to butter my bread with this? Fortunately, that's the case. You can start him against the Mariners next. Kevin Gosman against the Guardians. 4.2 innings of five earned runs, nine hits, one walk, and five Ks. Frustrating to say the least. Uh, he should not have his aces going to ace label with that terrible whip. He gets the Yanks next. I think I'm still going to do it, but yeah, he's he's in that fourth tier now. Uh, Ryan Feltner against the Diamondbacks. 4.1 innings, 5 and run, 7 hits, 2 walks, and 3 Ks. We don't care. Same with Zach Thompson and Justin Dunn. Zach Wheeler had this really bad inning against the Mets and a lot of unfortunate hits. Uh, six innings, six earned runs, nine hits, one walk, five Ks. What are you going to do? You know, you just kind of move on. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's starters. You have Garrett Cole, Shoei Otani, Joe Musgrove, Luis Castillo, Sandy Alcantara, and Julio Urias today. Pretty obvious stuff there. Uh, Spencer Strider, Alex Cobb, Carlos Carrasco, Marcus Stroman, Jose Urquidy, Joe Ryan, and Aaron Savali are in the second tier. So all these game, the Tigers, I like that. Uh, Joe Ryan against the Royals seems good. And all the other ones are pretty obvious. Uh, against bad opponents. Uh, Spencer Strider against the Mets is a little intriguing, but the ceiling is just so high and he's not going to go 2.2 innings again. Question will start tier. Josiah Gray against the Cubs. You gotta kind of do that one. Noah Syndergaard against the Reds. It's a little risky, but you gotta maybe do that one. Then you get some streaming options of James Capillion versus Glenn Otto. On which side do you want to be on? I'm going with Jimmy Hatt. I think his stuff is a little bit more consistent than Glenn Otto's. But you can go either way if you want. I don't really love these streams. The Way better one tomorrow is Justin Steele. We'll get to that in a second. Justin Steele. Freddie Peralta also goes against the Dodgers. He's at the bottom of the question. We'll start here. I don't know if he's fully ready yet. And the Dodgers are the Dodgers. So be careful there. And then do not start here. You can consider Madison Bumgarner against the Giants and Connor Pilkington against the Tigers. I don't really love it. So I, I don't want to do it. I don't think the ceiling is high enough for either one. 
Chris Bubich has been doing well. He went 93 miles per hour his last start. He's actually the most searched guy on our site last week. Uh, he gets the Twins, though. And I know he did it against the Twins last time, but I don't want to take the chance again. Johnny Cueto gets the Astros. I don't want to avoid that. Jose Kikuchi is not worth it. No, neither is Mike Miner, Drew Hutchison, Ryan Yarbrough against the Yankees, Kyle Bradish, nor Brian Garcia. Looking forward to tomorrow. Justin Verlander, Alec Manoa, Robbie Ray, Dylan Cease, Nestor Cortez, and Brandon Woodruff are all in the top tier. Cease and Woodruff have tough starts against the Astros and Dodgers, but you're still doing it. And Nestor Cortez gets the raise. Probable start, you have a lot of interesting names here. You have Charlie Morin at the top against the Mets, akin to Strider. I think it's just worth it. But then I'm leaving with Zach Plesak because I feel he just dominated the Tigers and he should do it again. Um, Sean Manaya, Merrill Kelly, Jose Quintana, and Justin Steele all get really good matchups here. And Justin Steele being the stream pick of the day against the Nationals. Edward Cabrera, Sonny Gray, and Tywin Walker close it out. Edward Cabrera goes against the Padres. That offense hasn't been as good as we've said. So he's been good and the Padres haven't. So all right, here you are in the probable start tier. Sonny Gray's breakers are not there. And even though it is the Royals, I'm a little worried. Look at touch. Uh, Tywin Walker hasn't been as smooth, but I think he's going to be okay against Atlanta in a revenge game for his eight-earned run game that should not repeat itself. Questionable starts here. You have Jeffrey Springs against the Yankees. Yankees, are they struggling? And Springs just looked good, so maybe you want to go with that. Nick Pavetta and Kyle Gibson are both coin flips, even though they have good matchups. Pavetta against the Pirates, I know, but Pavetta really isn't that good right now. While Kyle Gibson going into Cincinnati is a little bit different than hosting them. And then do not start here. Jose Suarez and J.P. Sears are the only intriguing ones, as Suarez just did well, but I don't really buy it lasting. As he faces the Mariners, while J.P. Sears... Did well in his first start, but the command wasn't quite there. I think he's not a finished product as he goes against the Rangers. Jacob Junis, Zach Greinke, Dean Kramer all have uh, either bad matchups for Greinke and Kramer. While Junis, is he going to last five innings against the Diamondbacks and the stuff isn't quite as good? I just don't want to do it. Garrett Hill, Kyle Freeland, Mitch Keller, etc. Don't want to do this. It's just not worth it. Keller goes against the Red Sox, by the way. He could be considerably questionable if it's a really good matchup. It is not. Looking forward to the list today because it is Monday and what I do is I give you a quick preview as I look through the list and just give you my general thoughts of who's going to move and what's going to happen. The top tier, I don't really think I'm going to make much movement. Maybe Justin Verlander going up a little bit over Wheeler, but yeah, probably. I'll probably do that one and that's about it. I might move down Shane McClanahan given the recent trend too underneath uh, Justin Verlander. Uh, you have in the second tier, nothing changing. I'll probably put Cease above Manoa. I think that needs to be done. Um, but that's about it. I uh, third tier, Gosman is going to fall to the fourth tier. Um, loses ace is going to ace. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, I think, should not have it either. Um, while Luis Castillo comes into the tier as he has his ace is going to ace tag. Fourth tier, I want to raise up Bassett to 24, probably actually 23 with Gosman going in Gonsolin underneath him. Um, so I guess that puts him into 22 range. Uh, but he's close to getting his ace is going to ace tag or nothing else here. Uh, Frankie Montas, I uh, might move him down. Blake Snell goes to, to, I think, the tier four at this point um, of the stretch that he's on. You can make a case for Nestor Cortez also joining him. But otherwise, I mean, not too much. Uh, Detmers keeps going up. I would do want to pull down Luis Garcia maybe into the sixth tier. Um, Demers goes above Tyler Anderson, for example. There'll be some little shuffling around here, but nothing too drastic. Tier 6, I need to pull down Lodolo and I think maybe Luzardo. I, 
Yeah, tier six isn't too interesting. I, I may want to pull up guys from seven to six, something like that. But there is, I think, really after tier five is a major drop off um, into tier six. I don't know. I don't know quite yet how I'm going to work this one out. I uh, maybe I'm pushing up Edward Cabrera a bit here. Tier eights, nothing really of note. Probably going to pull down Braxton Garrett after the Philly start. I don't like how I just said Garrett. <laughs> uh, Brady Singer goes up to the top of tier nine. Might go into tier eight. I, uh, yeah, nothing too crazy here. Maybe Quintana goes up into tier six, uh, as a solid Toby that you should be trusting more. Maybe Wainwright joins him as well. I think that's right. Quintana and Wainwright go into tier seven. That's what I mean to say. As they join like Jordan Montgomery and Carlos Carrasco. Uh, maybe Tom Walker falls. Uh, we'll see. Tier 10. I keep saying these weird ways. Uh, doing these weird names of it. Justin Steele goes into tier 9 at the very least. Um, otherwise, not too much. Am I going to reward Drew Rasmussen that much? Maybe. I might put him into the Toby tier. Um, but I think Tyone, Herman, and Cueto kind of stay. Tier 11. Yeah, nothing changes here. Chris Flexen goes, of course. Mitch Keller maybe falls. And in tier 12. No. There's nothing interesting here. Um, Adrian Martinez, has he even made a start since I put him here? Sadly, no, and I'm really upset about it. <laughs> uh, as far as guys coming back, I'm going to look at the the injured tier right now to see if there's anyone that you guys are wondering where they slot in. Oh, Lance McCullers. Where would Lance McCullers slot? Uh, likely in tier six. Yeah, tier six is maybe even tier five, arguably. Um, but he's above that tier seven crew, I think. Uh, like he's, yeah, he's above like the likes of Jesus Lazardo and stuff like that. Um, otherwise, maybe JP Sears will make an appearance this week. Uh, maybe Daniel Lynch. Eh, we'll see. Uh, Kyle Quantrill should deserve a spot back if you're doing well against the Jays. But that's about it. So, all right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, thanks so much for supporting what we do. Enjoy the, uh, the list today. It'll be out at one o'clock or not out at one o'clock. The stream will start at one o'clock and I'll be out around five or five thirty or so. Well, that's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. I'm your Baptist below in your strikeout time.